Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. Well, thank you. Well, we're starting like that. Um, I'm going to thank you in a minute. Um, but um, thank you for having me. Well, I'm a member of the Vine Church and uh, kind of a part of the leadership uh, uh, team with my wife, Miriam, who was singing today. Um, for the people who don't know me, I'm Alco. I'm originally from the Netherlands, but we moved up from the Netherlands last year to Dunfermline. Especially Dunfermline, God really called us to this church, to the Vine Church, to Scotland, uh, to, do, uh, to work with the Message Trust on schools work. So that means um, I'm a school worker. I'm going into the schools with a band. Uh, at the end of the week, we have a concert where we invite all the kids to. That's where we share the gospel, and we try to plug them into a local church with, uh, with an event with the local church. I will show you a little bit about that um, uh, in a minute, but first, I really want to thank the Vine Church, and particularly the Vine Church, because, um, well, because of Aaron, uh, Tim, uh, uh, Melanie and lots of pop people here. Um, um, well, I'm standing here actually. Um, the, the, <laughs> the Vine Church is, to be honest, our biggest financial supporter, but also our biggest uh, spiritual supporter in prayer um, and, and lots of other things. Um, um, yeah, uh, th- this is just a home for us. Uh, it always will be, whatever will happen, if we would move back in the future, whatever this place would be, always a home for, for us, because you all invested so much in us. And I want to thank you really from the bottom of my heart, and my wife as well, for supporting us, not only financially, it's not only, only about the money, but also in believing in us, and that God really moved us over um, to the infirmary, and especially the Vine Church, and we, we love it here, and um, yeah, we, we really hope to bless the Vine Church more in the future. Um, our, our ministries, it's sometimes a little bit confusing about what I'm doing uh, because I'm doing so much stuff. So people who follow me on fo- Facebook, they think like, what, what's he doing now? You know, that's nothing to do with Scotland. Like three weeks ago, I was in LA, I was in Philadelphia. Um, so people think like, wow. He works for the message Scotland, but what, <laughs> what is he doing up there? So uh, the thing is, I'm going to try. Tr- I'm going to try to explain a little bit about what what uh, we do uh, as a mission here in Scotland, but all over the place. Um, we work for the message Scotland, like I said. Uh, I'm the school work manager. There was no school work um, like the way we do with the message, like we do it in England. Um, uh, it's a big organization. Uh, this year we're going to see, next year we're going to see about 150,000 students all over the UK uh, in schools where we're going to invite all these 150,000 kids to a local event where we're sharing the pl- uh, gospel. So I believe with the Message Trust we're in a time where we're going to change a generation. This generation in a couple of years is going to change. I see already a change. I see already a change in generation that this generation of parents are more okay um, with um, um, uh, the church in general. Uh, If their kids go to a a Christian event, they're more okay with it than a few years ago. There are still some 
challenges, of course. There is a lot going on in the world, when, when the world and the world is really trying to stop us going into schools as well. Um, but I really believe that this generation is going to stand up in a couple of years and that it's going to be easier. So instead of looking around us and looking at the decisions that the government is making uh, to block us going into the schools, just have hope because this generation, I really believe, is going to change it. And everything is on God's timing. So I really believe that that's going to happen. Uh, the same thing I do in the Netherlands still a little bit. That's why I was in Philadelphia um, to hopefully to get a grant, to hire someone in the Netherlands to take over my job over there because I still need to do some stuff in the Netherlands and I really uh, want to expand um, our, our uh, school's mission in the Netherlands as well because my heart is still there. I will... Uh, I'm a Dutchman and I will stay a Dutchman. I'm not going to get a British passport. Sorry, guys. So um, that's one of the things uh, that, that, that's what I'm doing. And uh, I work a lot with a band called Transform. This band is from Denver, Colorado, and some of you have seen them in the church. They're really also supported by this church. And um, yeah, um, uh, with this band, I'm going a lot into schools. We've been in LA going into schools in the Netherlands. Uh, we might have an opportunity next year in Estonia uh, to go into the schools. They've been in Scotland into the schools. I'm going to show a movie about that in a minute. Um, so um, yeah, with Transform, uh, yeah, that's really a mission, and some people think like, oh, but, you know, they, they, they get booked and they, get, they earn a lot of money. Well, that's not true. Uh, one of the band members, he, he, the, the front man, Jonathan, lives on support himself as well. Uh, and also, Tim is still working on his job, but he can work remotely, so mainly he can travel to be with, with uh, Transform to work in the school. So um, that's kind of what Transform is. And then Heart and Sound, my wife works for Heart and Sound. That's a local charity, uh, local youth um, uh, ministry that's working a lot with Synergy at the moment. We have a monthly or two monthly. Uh, worship night together with the Heart and Sound. Miriam is now on maternity leave, but uh, that's what she does. And um, well, we're in the Vine Church, and Miriam is um, well, yeah, doing a lot in worship. Of course, uh, she, she loves that, and that's one of the things why she really felt uh, God opened a door in Dunfermline because uh, from the first day we came here, she, we arrived. When Miriam came here for the first time on a Saturday, the next day she was on worship. And um, when we came home, that was for her a lead to think about, wow, what's happening here? Maybe God is calling us to Dunfermline. So, uh, and especially Divine Church. Um, so, the schools work. I did a school project last year. Uh, I have a little video about that. Um, uh, it was a great week, and we're going to do this week uh, again in February. Uh, people who know me, I had a lot of faith last year, and a lot of yeah faith uh, that we're going to be in every school in Dunfermline. But God hit the break, and he was like, no, that's not going to happen, Alco. It's only one school. And I was slightly disappointed by that because I'm a big thinker, sometimes too big, but... It helps to, <laughs> yeah. well, it helps me uh, at least. But anyway, um, this year something totally changed. Um, this year, uh, God really, well, 
moved into this and I think he used that one event last year to get a lot of Christians excited and Dunfermline to support us but also the churches or the schools are open to have us. It looks like we're going to be in Inverkeithing High this time. Well, and because of Woodmill being here, there's a good chance we're going to be here in Woodmill. Uh, and then this miracle I really want to share with you about before I'm going on uh, is, is so amazing. I just can't get my head around it still. Uh, I, I just can't believe it sometimes. We, I was in Kokodi in a school, and um, that school is going to do probably in the same week also a project with us. So that's another school, and that's amazing. But this school was a Catholic school in Kokodi, and they said, well, um, can you help us doing an Alpha course? And we were like, yeah, of course. So they wanted to do, uh, us to do, the local pastor to do an Alpha course in that school for the kids, Youth Alpha. I was like, yeah, of course, we're going to make that happen. So I was going to the school here in Dunfermline, the, the St. Columbus, the the uh, Catholic school over here. And I was like, okay, well, they offered this because some cardinal or bishop said that, uh, like, it would be good to do an alpha course. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's bring Steve. Steve is a guy who runs hard and sound. He's very experienced in youth alpha. So I brought him along to this conversation to uh, talk about the mission week. Well, it was all booked in. We're going to do it. We're going to be in this school that week. And then uh, we talked about Alpha, and we said, well, can we off, uh, offer the kids after the week of mission, can we offer them an Alpha course, a youth Alpha course? He said, oh, wow, that's great. Well, you, I think we can do that, but um, could you maybe start next month or soon an Alpha course for the whole staff? Uh, whoa, what is happening here? So I, I really believe that God really brought us over for a reason you know it's it, 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 this is just amazing uh, uh, an offer course for all the staff in a catholic school i can't get my head around that so, so that's really encouraging although it's sometimes really tough for us it, um, uh, yeah to 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 miss our family and and mission oh man it's not always like uh, happy de peppy we say in Dutch uh, it's it's sometimes really a struggle and um, but but things like this that's that's that that gives so much courage encouragement but I want to encourage you guys with what we did last year so short movie before I going on about um, um, well the mission week we had last year and keep in mind that we're going to do well at least three or two more schools so we're going to have a way bigger event uh, than this event so let's try to get this running yeah. this guy's been through it came through it on the other side now what's the landing for back to you guys he's just going to share some stuff with us in the Olympics and they pull their handspring and their hamstring
what I love about this that it's <laughs> what I love about this is that it started in the former capital king of capital city of Scotland you know and people make fun of that but I do believe that spiritually um, this this is making a statement in a spiritual world that this started actually in the capital former capital city of Scotland really God really works in an odd way and he well, in our opinion, odd, but he's, we, we, we see in the Bible it's called mysterious, and it's, it is mysterious. It is mysterious why he started in Dunfermline. Well, uh, I'm going to, well, I think it started because, you know, the gospel is not only needed in big cities like Edinburgh and Glasgow, but also in cities like Dunfermline, for, 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 for example. You know, I lived in a small village in Veendam. Uh, in the Netherlands and well you hardly find can find it on the map but it's there um, but anyway I, I had a heart for these people for those kids you know and I totally believe that we shouldn't focus too much on big cities because there are kids out there um, who also need the gospel so I'm not telling here that I'm not going to do missions in cities because we're going to do that in Glasgow and Edinburgh we're going to do a very big project um, but I really just love my work if I see this I'm like wow that's my job I can't get my head around that well, part of my job as well, as well is to start an advanced course. Tonight we're going to start an advanced course and maybe some people heard the sermon a few months ago with uh, Ben Jack. Uh, ben Jack is my colleague. Uh, we tried to start the advanced course but we wanted to give it a second try because we really think this is important. It's important that we evangelize. And we totally believe as, well, I'm... I'm a missionary so I totally believe that it can be uh, can feel a little bit intimidating that we have to evangelize um, but to get some pressure off the kettle I'm trying to talk about this today why we should evangelize and what kind of way we can evangelize because there's so much more ways than just going on the streets and grab somebody and like do you know Jesus he loves you or whatever you know it's a very very well not everybody can do it um, so I'm going to talk about, um, well, what, what I wanted to share today is, I, I, actually it's an extension of the sermon of last week from, uh, from um, uh, Michael, yeah, the power of the one, you know, the power of the one he was saying that one person prayed for him so many years, sorry, it's too soon, and, so, um, the power of the one. There was one person who really put an effort into him and he became a Christian. You know, and there's so, so there are people here who, and, and they know some person in their life who was really key in their life in their way of becoming a Christian. I think, I, I think everyone has that person. You know, sometimes there are miracles and God has a very, um, um, well, how do you call that? Uh, some people have a exp big experience with God, and from that moment they're going to start to believe. But mainly there's one key person in your life who told you about the Christ or was a really good example in your life. So there is always a way to evangelize. And I don't think you all realize that you're all like a stone, like a domino stone. That's what I'm going to talk about. Domino, a domino tiles. Um, I'm going to show you a movie, and from that movie, I'm going to try to explain to you uh, something about uh, multiplication. So, the power of the one. Thank you. 
so-called flow sound on top of that to test the nerves and skills of the domino builders four element challenges subtitled in dutch for the dutch people here so This amazing world in Domino. 17-year-old Jeroen de Meij from Ter Aar in the Netherlands, who won the prize for being the fastest Domino builder of 2009, now has to topple only one. This one. And to set a new world record, the flow must go on. Maus, the afgelopen twee maanden hier 4,8 miljoen Domino stenen hebben neergezet. En zo gaat dat dan in zijn werk. De aardbol krult mee en wordt zo dadelijk losgelaten. Op weg naar de eerste steen. Jeroen van der Weij uit de Raar, VWO-student. Vanaf zijn vijfde bezig met Domino. Gaat nu geconcentreerd kijken naar die bal. Die aardbol. Doorbewegen. Hij wordt gecoacht, hij wordt gecoacht. Is de ruimte? Yes! Het geval die ertussen. Dan hebben we de valse start. Start. We zijn onderweg. De balletjes gaan naar de andere kant. En dan komen we in de eerste flow terecht. Daar wordt het veld aangetikt. En de eerste high five van de avond. Laten we hopen dat er heel veel volgen is al gegeven. Hier aan het begin van de American Dream. We zijn dus onderweg. En dit is dat uh, vrijheidsbeeld dat we tegenkomen in de haven van. Sorry about the Dutch. Een schenking overigens van Frankrijk. Zo. What is this all about? Well, actually, it is about the power of the one. The power of the one tail that started the whole move of this millions of tails that fall down after, uh, well, this one tail, one stone, one uh, person pushed it. And I think we can all be like the one. The one, the one that pushes the other into mission. The one who pushes the other to encourage him to talk with his colleague about Jesus Christ. The one who is being very nice to his neighbor and cooks a meal for him once in a while because he can't do it anymore. The one, I don't know. There's so many things we can do in our community uh, where we can make a difference. And if we are different, then we're an example. And... If we're in an example in the image of Christ, we are an evangelist, actually. Only, only we, we think about it, evangelist is only going on the streets and that's it. But that's not what it is. There are several people in my life, uh, you see them over here, who were like really important people in my life um, before I became a Christian. And before I became this missionary here in Scotland. To be honest, if, you, if I re re would remove one of these people, just one, it doesn't matter what, which one, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here standing on this stage today talking to you guys. And this is just six. There are way more. There are way more people than six people. But these six people were just, a, well, six people, six pictures of lots of people, actually. But these people really made mission possible for us or made possible that I became a Christian. And, yeah, lots of stuff. Like uh, the, the picture on the right, that's a band, uh, or on the left, sorry, um, uh, in the corner, that's a band. And in the middle, that's my mother. My mother... Um, she, she, she's not alive anymore, um, three years ago, 
I stood here on the, for the first time on stage, and two days before that, my mom died, and that's where all the mission started for us. But also because of her, I'm a Christian. She was telling me when I was 12 years old, let's sit on the table and talk about Jesus. And she asked me and my brother the question, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And we did that on that table. We gave our life to Jesus with my mom. And so that's why that's a key person. That's a domino towel or stone or whatever you call it. Um, it's a domino towel in my life. My mom is really a domino towel. And the band actually is as well. Also the band on the right, the Worldwide Message Stripe. The Worldwide Message Stripe, when I became a Christian at 12 years old, my mom said, well, don't listen to secular music anymore. I want you to listen to Christian music. And that was a bummer, actually. But, um, well, yeah, I said yes to Jesus. And my mom was pretty strict with secular music as well. So, well, I had to find out if there was some Christian cool music. So I found this band, The Worldwide Message Stripe. And this band... Um, was based in Manchester, they went into the schools, um, and they had lunch concerts, and the great thing was the first 10 years they didn't perform outside of Manchester, though they sold millions of records all over the world, they said, no, we're not going to perform outside of Manchester, we're only performing in schools, we're only doing mission in schools, and we're going to evangelize in Manchester, because God gave us Manchester. The beautiful thing is, five years ago, seven years ago, this organization started, this band started to develop in an organization. And seven years ago, this organization said, let's go wider. Let's go to Scotland. Let's go to Wales. Let's go to South Africa. Let's go to Canada. Let's go to Germany. And next year, they're going to start uh, in the Netherlands. Why? Because I moved to Scotland. Yeah. Because this band, the Worldwide Message Tribe, is actually now the Message Trust. They have four bands. So that's a domino effect as well. That's lots of tales you know, falling down. And so this tale, if it's taken out, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be uh, uh, coming in next year uh, a message trust Netherlands, where lots of people are going to hear the gospel about Jesus Christ. The, there wasn't be a project here in Dunfermline because I wasn't here, because they didn't have money for a school worker. I had to raise support. I raised support, support. And that's why we could move over, and that's why we could do that project last year. So that's a, that's a very big effect. My wife, if she did say five, 15 years ago yes to me, this wouldn't happen. I, I'm totally sure about that. You know, I, yeah, without her, she's so supportive. People don't realize how hard it is for a wife sometimes to support a minister or an evangelist or whatever. It's not because I want to make her, uh, uh, well, yeah, it's, I don't want to make a picture of her that she's really sad or anything, but it is hard. It is hard to be uh, a, well, the wife of sometimes because she wants to do her mission as well she wants to do mission as well and everything is developing for me a lot and she's waiting sometimes on the Lord still what do you want me to do in, 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 in your kingdom but I know she does a lot and she doesn't realize that sometimes and that's why I'm here as well and that's why um, I want to tell you guys as well it does matter whatever you do and 
I will show you why in a minute. Um, I'm going to st tell a little bit more. Tim Thompson on the left, he's over here. In my eyes, he doesn't realize yet how much he means in God's kingdom. Without him, um, I wouldn't be here. That's, that's one of the reasons. Without him, 50 kids, well, actually it was 60 because the next day 10 kids added to that. So without him, 60 kids in Dunfermline wouldn't hear about the gospel. Without him, I wouldn't be in Sunderland last year where also 40 kids, about 40 kids gave their heart to Jesus. Um, you know, because he made it happen that I moved over. He really is a key person for me, uh, and he doesn't realize that. Because of him, actually, um, I connected the guy in Sunderland with the Message Trust in Manchester, and now they're going to do a higher project, and more than, well, I think about 3,000 kids are going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ in Sunderland. So the effect of what he did is so much more than he realizes, bringing over transform. He met them um, I think eight years ago in Atlanta, and that's a beautiful thing. I didn't know him by them, but, well, because of Transform, I got to know him, and this is all happening. And this is like this video with the domino tiles. They're all little stones between, the, between this massive field of all these tiles, but everyone is, is needed to, make, to play the game, actually. You, you can't do without one, one stone, and it would, it would mess us up a whole field. Sometimes you see in these, um, well, we had these matches every year in the Netherlands. It was all national on the TV and stuff like that. And sometimes it went wrong, and one child didn't do his job, and then a whole field couldn't do it. And everybody was disappointed because they wanted to try to get this world record. So that important is that one child. That important is you, and you, and you, and you, and you. You're all so important in this field. And this field is God's kingdom. And God is telling us, Jesus is telling us about the gospel of the kingdom is coming all the time. Sometimes we read over it, but it's about the kingdom of Jesus Christ that it's coming. He's talking about kingdom all the time. Jesus is only talking about kingdom. And imagine that this kingdom is all full of these domino tiles. And you're one of them because you gave your life to Jesus Christ. How do you move? How do you, how do you do that? How can you be the one? How can you be the one that changes so much more and so much other people? How can you be that one? And this question is again, it feels a little bit intimidating, like, oh, I need to do something. I need to step out. Yeah, sometimes you need to step out. Sometimes it's scary. This is scary too sometimes. But after a while, you get used to it and you get more confident. But you have to step out. So we have to start somewhere all together as individuals, actually. Not all together. As individuals, this new movement. Uh, this new movement. And, and if you start that movement, if you do, do, just do something. Tim didn't evangelize. But a lot of kids, because of him, got to know the, the, the gospel. So what did Jesus ask us to do? Well, it's pretty clear in the Bible what Jesus asked us to do in Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nation, nations, baptizing them. That's what we're going to do on the 1st of December. It's really important, a key thing in your life. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you. I'm with you. He's with that one domino tile. He's with you, with you as an individual. He's with you. If he's with you, who's against us? And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. To the very end of the age. That's a promise. He's with us. So he's giving an assignment, but he's also saying with that assignment, like, I'm with you. I got you back. So there's one big movement in the church in Acts. And it's a huge movement. There, in that moment, I think 3,000 people became a Christian and baptized. So, it's Acts 2 is one of the most important verses for, for Bible um, scriptures for me. Well, I think the whole book of Acts, actually. Acts means also doing something. That's what I love about the name of the book. But Acts, you see... You see actually a revival, something we pray for all the time. We pray so many times about revival that we want to see so many people to come to Christ. But actually, in Acts, the people were ready. That's one of the things. Are we ready? Are we ready for a revival? Because in my opinion, a revival has some steps. And I'm ready for the, to take the first step with you guys. And one of the first steps could be this advanced course tonight. And I know some of you, oh, they won't, don't want to commit to something else. But this is more like a friendly every month thing where we're talking as friends to each other and learn about evangelism and encourage each other in evangelism. And it feels, again, very intimidating, evangelism, but it's our job for everybody. But it, simp- it's, it starts actually with a very simple thing, a very simple thing. If we want revival, if we want to talk to people and share the love of Christ, in Acts 2, before the 3,000 people came to Christ, there were some steps before that happened. And I want to go through with you t- through these steps. And the first step is pray. And that's why I love about the prayer nights we have. We have now every month a prayer night. Oh, I forgot the name, sorry. Uh, Pioneer Prayer. And you know what the beautiful thing is about Pioneer Prayer? It started with someone um, who was really ill. And we started to pray for this person. And because we saw God moving in this prayer... We said we need to pray monthly. That's, a, that's again a domino stone that's pushed, you know. And I really believe that God is telling us start with prayer. Don't start with me. Because I will add the number of people who are going to be saved, not you. So we have to be on our knees. Go to the meetings every month. It's so, so important. You don't have any clue how important prayer is. For the message trust, it started with this single band, and now 27 years later, they're global, they're everywhere, but our boss is asking us every month to come to this prayer meeting, because he believes that that's the reason why they exist, that's the reason why people give money to them, that's the reason why there are so many people coming to Christ through that organization, so every month we 
well, lots of us go down, not everybody, but lots of people go down. At least 70% of the staff is going down, and we have this prayer day. And we pray specifically about our hubs, about Scotland, about our projects. Every, every single month we do that. And it's a long day, I tell you. But it's so worth it. One day, there was a, we, we needed 200,000 pounds because the salary... Uh, we needed to pay salary. The, the message source needed to pay salary. And my boss, Andy, asked to do a prayer for that. And an hour later, in lunchtime, a guy called him and he said, I heard you need 200,000 pounds for your salaries. He said, yeah, that's right. Well, it's on your bank right now. You know. And these things is because of prayer. I totally believe the power of prayer. So go to these meetings. Really go to these meetings, because these meetings can start a revival here in Dunfermline. I really believe that this old capital city could be a capital city of revival if we believe in it, you know, if we just believe in it. And I'm not telling this because I believe in fairy tales. I really believe that this, this is my job, that I, I really want to share this over and over and over again, because if we don't start to believe in well, 1% of what I'm saying right now, that this could be the capital city of revival, it's not going to happen. But I really believe that it's going to happen. Well, X, um, oh, I'm losing now my notes somehow. So, sorry about that. But X, um, 1, verse 13 and 14 is, is talking about, well, Jesus is going back to heaven and he, he tells his uh, uh, disciples, uh, how that the, the Holy Spirit will arrive. So he went to heaven and he said, um, when they arrived, they went, oh no, that, that before he, this is after. So Jesus went to heaven and he said, I am going to pour out my spirit upon to you and there will be, there will be a, a revival in Jerusalem. That's kind of what he said, not exactly, but something like that. And then when, when he was back, they went back to their house and uh, when they arrived they went upstairs to the room where they were staying those present were Peter John James and Andrew Philip and Thomas Bartholomew Matthew James uh, son of Alphaeus and Simon the Ciliad and Judas the son of James they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So there were a lot of people in the attic praying. The only thing they did, praying. And I believe, I heard that there were two women in the north of Scotland who started praying about a revival in the north of Scotland. And I heard that it, it happened. So, actually, the Bible is telling us how to do it. This is where we have to start. We have to start praying and if you don't believe that this is the start i'm going to show you in the bible that it is the start the start of a revival because in acts it tells the, the next thing about the apostles those people received the spirit so that's the next step we they received the spirit of jesus christ oh, the holy spirit i don't know why it's not showing up all oh, right it's behind so uh, and that's in Acts 2, verse 1 to 4. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. 
also, um, oh sorry, that's, that's a note. <laughs> so they became to speak in several languages. I think the first one was Dutch, the second was English. But they started to speak in several languages, so really important. Then there is another step. I'm sorry, I can't show you the notes. Um, and the next step is that God created a momentum. He created that, though. So we, we can make anything up, but if, if he doesn't create this momentum, nothing will happen. Well, the momentum was actually... I'm going to put it on the screen again. So the, the, the momentum was actually that lots of people came to Jerusalem because of this feast. And that was the right moment for God to pour out his spirit. Because there were so many people coming, for, for, especially Jews, coming to uh, Israel, to Jerusalem to, for, because of this feast. And all these people would understand um, everything about the Torah and, and what they have teached about because they were Jews. And the apostles, did, they did speak that language of the Jews. And they were all together there, over there, and, and, and God created that momentum where he filled the people with the Holy Spirit. And in that momentum where all these people from all over the world came together and understood the Torah, he could preach to them. They could preach to them. That was the right momentum. God created the, the right momentum where he poured out his Spirit. So, then... He speaks through his spirit. So it's not only the, 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 the languages, it's not only the languages what you see what's happening over there, but it's also the content about what they talked about. And you see, and I think this is the key, the people got moved. That's what it's saying in these Bible verses, uh, Acts 2, verse 4, uh, and from 14 to 43, uh, especially in that part in the middle somewhere, it's saying that the people were moved with what the disciples were telling them, or the apostles. So it's also the content of what the Spirit is talking about. So it's not only talking in different languages, it's also the content. And the content was really important but because the people realized they needed the Savior and that this Savior actually came. And they explained that this Savior was announced in Joel. It was announced in Joel. So he, they, they spoke the language of these um, apostles, so of, of these Jews, who were all there together. So at that moment the right person started to preach and the people got moved and 3,000 were added that day. And that's really, really cool. So God added the number, not us, not the apostles, not the disciples, not Mary. No one added the number. I didn't add the number last year. I didn't do that. God added the number. And I think that's the, that's, it, it's, it's on the bottom, but it's also... It should be on your top. Because if it's not on your top, don't start praying. Because if you're expecting it for yourself, nothing is going to happen. It's only odd, our God that's going to add the number of the people who are going to be saved. For me, that's the most important verse in the Bible uh, about evangelism. God added the number of people who are going to be saved. Not us. No one else. Only God. Remember that. So back to evangelism, that we all should do it. You know, it feels intimidating. Oh, we have to evangelize. We have to make disciples. That's what Jesus asked us to do. 
well, God will add the number anyway. So what are you scared of? God will add the number, not us. So it feels really challenging to start to evangelize to someone or to witness, but God will add that number, not you. So don't be scared about that. There are lots of examples in Acts where you see after this momentum that people came to Christ. Because of this, there was a huge domino effect all over the country because of this momentum in Acts 2. I can't read them out loud now because then I'm here tomorrow still. And I don't think you're going to stay that long. So make a screenshot if you want to or come to me and I will give you this. Um, But... Like Ben Jack said the last time, everybody can score. Ben Jack explained that you have a, uh, a football field and even, well, everybody can score. Even the goalkeeper can score, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't help it. I, I, I just found a small video about that. Colton Cole, and he's gone to ground. He wants a penalty. He's not going to get one. On the day Mark Noble scored his first ever goal for West Ham, Carlton Cole was another scorer. It was a 3-0 FA Cup win against Brighton. Adrian has uh, chased forward now for West Ham. He's desperate to score. Adrian scores! (laughs) So this is proof (laughs) that everybody can score in the field. (laughs) Goalkeeper turn punch. So, okay. So, what's your position in the field? Well, um, to, to make it a little bit more personal, to be honest, I heard that sermon as well from Ben Jack, and he said, if you have a football pitch, everybody is important. You need all the players, and even the goalkeeper can score. And at that moment, I have to be honest with you, um, I didn't feel this evangelist. Everybody was like, oh, you're so, oh, the evangelist. That's so great what you do, and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't feel like an evangelist. But this sermon really explained my position in the field. Because I'm not the guy who is there on stage preaching the gospel while these teens are sitting on the ground. I'm not that person. I'm not that person on stage when we're on tour with Transform. I'm not that person in the Netherlands on stage who's sharing the gospel. So I was like, why are people telling me that I'm an evangelist? I'm not an evangelist. And I I had quite a difficult time with that. And I have to be honest with you, I still, um, my thoughts are still being attacked on that. Like, like well, it's in my opinion that the other side of the devil is telling me, like, you're not that awesome. You're you're not that good evangelist. You're not even an evangelist. And, And that's a struggle sometimes I have because... I believe I am an evangelist, but it's just sometimes, oh, these, these thoughts are not helping with that. But, but when I heard this sermon about the position in the field, I'm like, okay, well, I witnessed to some, some people, and sometimes things happen, and sometimes somebody gave his life to Jesus, but I, maybe I'm not that person that's before a lot of kids uh, sharing the gospel, but I'm maybe that number 10. You know, there are strikers who are really good at evangelism. And I'm making it happen that Jonathan, for example, the guy in the band, can do his work as an evangelist. He can be there in the front because of me, because I'm doing my job. So what's your job? 
you know, I have a job. Apparently, I, I did. And I, I really felt like I'm not, I'm not worth anything. Even though everybody is like, yeah, you moved over and it's so cool that you sold everything and you moved over. And I'm still an insecure person who sometimes struggle with this, you know. But I know and I have to believe that I, I am a person in that field, in the domino field. But I'm also that number 10 that helps the striker to score. You know, and even a goalkeeper, as I showed you, can score. And the Bible is telling us that we're a body. So everybody has a task in his kingdom. And don't get me wrong, not this church only is, a bo is the body. It, it's more. You know, we Christians all over the world, we form the body of Jesus Christ. And this is a part of the body, and we need several parts in this church as well to make things happen, but also in evangelism. So, um, I have to wrap up now, but um, my, the position in the field. So, God said in the Bible, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So, you're a part. You're really a part. You're a towel. You're a stone in this field of domino towels. You are. God is telling you that you are. If they all were one part, what, where, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. And we're all a part of it. All. No exception here. And I do believe that every, there are some persons here who feel like an exception. Can the band come up now? And if you feel an exception that you're not a part of this field, you know, maybe God needs to show you where your part in this field is. Because there is a part in this field. And sometimes it's simple stuff. Evangelism sounds so intimidating sometimes, and it's, it's really like everybody tells that the evangelist is going on the streets and doing this and that. I'm not going on the streets all the time. No, I'm not. But I'm still this evangelist. I'm still the person that, 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 that makes it happen that lots of people hear about Christ. Aaron is not every week on the street, but he makes a lot happen that we're doing mission here in Dunfermline with the Vine Church. Zara means all these kids who came last year. There were several kids who came from the show last year and attend Synergy. I'm not there anymore, but she's there at that youth group. I leave after the, I did that project, but she's there. She's the next domino stone. And after that, this person becomes a Christian get discipled, get to, becomes an adult, and then it ended up on one of these chairs where you're sitting right now. And maybe you're one of those persons who went through this youth program here or another church, and you're sitting here right now, and you're thinking, okay, this guy, it's amazing what he's saying. It takes a bit long, but it's okay. But I should be the dominatel, and I want to stand with my feet on the ground and pray with God what do you want me to do? I'm going to ask the prayer team if they can come up in the corner and pray for people who really want to step out. And that's the first step, actually. That's the first step you're going to take. And that's the first tell you're pushing over if you're going for that prayer. And maybe you don't need that. Then the other push you need to do is tonight show up. Show up at 
7.30. And, um, well, enjoy the, the course, of course, but we're going to, it's mainly talking about evangelism and how can we evangelize, and it can be simple stuff, just making a meal for your neighbor. Just, I don't know, ask your neighbor to help out. Love someone. Start a friendship with someone. Yesterday we took um, our neighbors on the opposite of the road. They don't have a car. They have two kids. Um, and this is Miriam's mission. So 